All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, your digital home for online gaming excitement, including casino, live dealer, lottery instance, and sport betting. Sign up today at PlayAlberta.ca. Listen. John, uh, obviously, the uh, you know they started scoring goals. I looked in that nine-game uh, winning streak. Uh, they were averaging uh, almost a full goal a game, more than what they have in their other 35 games this season. It's kind of been a little bit of a role reversal. Last year, everybody was scoring. Basically, first line, fourth line defense. Uh, their goaltenders, save percentage wasn't great. This year, it's kind of been reversed. They're struggling to score, but their goaltenders, uh, specifically Joey Decord, have been uh, lights out. So I guess tell me, with the offense, we expected some regression, but have there been just too many guys snake-bitten? Are they not uh, generating as much as you would like? Uh, what are you seeing from their scoring offensively? Hi, Jason. Well, you know, I, I think at the beginning of the season, it was it was, it was was more about uh, snake-bitten and coming off, uh, as you pointed out, a sensational year and trying to follow that up and having every team do what every team's supposed to do, you know, don't take them for granted and, and take them seriously. And if you look at the games that the Kraken had at the beginning of the year in October, it was it was three times at Colorado, twice Carolina, the Rangers. You know, they're playing a lot of upper echelon teams trying to measure themselves. They're coming up short, getting frustrated by it. And there are a few games, uh, you know, they've been to overtime 14 times. They have nine overtime losses. If you split the difference on, on those, they'd have a few more points. So they, to be fair, they're in the neighborhood of many games, but they started to lose. And with the losing came a little lack of confidence, then the injuries started to become a factor. 
and they never had their balance. And you're right. The secret sauce a season ago was their balance and career seasons across the board for many of the players. Now, in the last six weeks or so, uh, things have turned around. They're a little bit healthier. That's not the case tonight, but it has been. Uh, more or less a four-line attack with scoring, balanced scoring. Uh, Vince Dunn taking his game to a better level than it was at the beginning of the year, and he's a very important guy. Um, the defense, and by, by and large, playing really well. I think I could say that for most of the season. Okay. And then there's Joey Decord, who took his game and has taken his game. He'll play tonight to another level, which has been among the best in the league when you look at his numbers and his metrics. So that's kind of where they're at, and they obviously they've got a long way to go. So it's going to be a scramble in the second half. Well, they're right in it with you know Nashville, Seattle, Calgary. You know they're. They're right in it for sure. Uh, now they take on a red hot Edmonton Oilers team tonight, and you mentioned Vince Dunn. Uh, he's tied for with Bjorkstrand to, to lead the team in offense, so it's a big blow. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's just a, a coincidence that they win nine in a row and then they lose Dunn in Columbus, and and now they lose two games. Uh, you, you know, when you lose a guy who plays that many minutes on your team, other guys can step up, and I really like Evans, but it's just it's hard. You can't really replace a guy like that. Yeah. What's been the no. biggest thing they miss with him out of the lineup? Well, he's the most valuable player last year. And, and again, like everybody else was so-so at the beginning and then great, right? So, um, you know, he, he triggers their game. He and Larson, he and Adam Larson, your fans are familiar with him, obviously, yeah. um, have been a great, great pairing. They really have. And, and Larson's able to kind of just settle it and do his thing and not worry about too much, but just take care of business and let Dunn go and have his back. Uh, Dunn can carry the puck, as you know. He's got escape ability. Uh, he completes more stretch passes than, than any defenseman in the league, and that's doing large parts of the way they play. The Kraken do stretch out the ice. They, they, they move it quickly. They like to play that way, and he's that prototypical D that can play that way. Um, very good on the power play, and he has the ability to get his shot through, which is a challenge for a lot of defensemen in the NHL. The way the game's played today defensively, it's hard. It's hard to get point shots through. He does it. So uh, when they miss him and they slot Riker Evans next to Larson, who's been sick, but he's, he's okay tonight, um, you know, that's a big ask for a young player in his rookie season who has a really bright future. But that's kind of where, where it is tonight as they, as they line up against the Oilers. John Forslund joins us. And, John, you, you look at the Edmonton orders. Most people at the start of the year thought, hey, they'd be a really good team. And uh, they didn't start that way, but they have been that way now for the past two months. And they're not relying on Connor McDavid or their power play uh, to do it. When you look at matchups, is it going to be Larson and Evans? Do you expect them? Like, young Evans is going to have to get the uh, the big challenge tonight against McDavid. Is, is that what you expect? Well, if it's not them, and it's pick your poison, right? Because it's either Leon or Connor, right? So it's really hard to to, to see where this goes. But it'll be interesting, um, you know, not being at home, what Haxtell decides to do with this. Jimmy Oleksiak and Will Borgen have been consistently the best pairing. You know, with all due respect to the individual games that both Dunn and Larson bring, and now they're better as a tandem than they were at the front end of the year. Oleksiak and Borgen, and Will Borgen is a guy who is completely off the radar. Nobody really knows much about this young man. You know, he's really developed into a player that's a legitimate top four defenseman, and he has a little bit of an edge to his game. He, too, can move the puck. He can join the rush. And Alexiak has been very, very good. This is the best we've seen out of Jamie in the in the two and a half seasons he's been a Kraken. So that's that's been good. Man, I love the toughness on that. Will Borgen play on my team any day? I'm a big fan yeah, of his. Absolutely. Oh god, yep. I, I like how he plays. Um, 
What, do you get a sense, John? Like, are the Kraken, are they going to wait right till, because they're right in it, and maybe they'd be a buyer, but they could easily potentially maybe be a seller uh, of some of their veterans, depending kind of how the next six weeks goes. Is that what you expect? Do you get any sense where Francis and the organization are leaning? Uh, you never get any sense where Ronnie is on anything. I mean, he's as, as quiet and uh, protective of, of what he's about to do as you know, most of the GMs are, but he really is. Um, so anyway, just a look at this. Um, my read on him, and I, as you know, I've got a history with Ronnie. goes way back. Um, I, I think he's going to look at the group and give them a chance. Um, they owe a lot to these players. Uh, this is a very good group with tremendous chemistry that did great things last year. Uh, a lot of these guys understand that this, they're nearing the end of the window for this initial group. And the Kraken also are very comfortable with what's in the pipeline. Their draft choices have panned out well. Players that are in junior are really playing well. Uh, the minor league team has been very successful in the two years. There's kids that are chomping at the bit to make spots next year. So I think, you know, Ron knows this, knows there's another level coming. There's a further maturation of Matty Beneers and Riker Evans and so on. There's the Shane Wright situation. We'll see where all of that goes. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I don't think he's going to throw his arms up and say, I give up. I don't think that would be my answer. I don't think he's going to do that, uh, even though he might and should. I think he, if this team is in the neighborhood, he's probably going to try and support it. Uh, a few weeks ago, he went out and made a quiet trade. They needed something, went out and got Tomas Tatar. He's been good. He couldn't find a slot with Colorado. It just wasn't working out. He wasn't getting the ice time needed for his skill set. You know, he's not a grinder. And with that Colorado group, he just wasn't finding any harmony with their big boys. So it wasn't happening. Uh, he's had some success with this team. And uh, Ronnie went out and made a deal in and around the holidays. So I think that's where they're going to be. They're, it's funny. It's an excellent question because the three-year renewal period with season tickets are, are up this year. Yeah. And uh, there's pressure in Seattle more than people think. Uh, it's not, you know, a honeymoon and we're just happy to have an NHL team. They want a winner. Yeah. So um, if they got a chance to sniff a spot and get there, they're going to go for it. And lastly, John, what are you hearing on uh, Shane Wright? He's got 14 goals, 24 points in in 33 games. Decent numbers, not you know, not not great. But the AHL yeah. is a really tough league. Where where is he at in his development? Well, without seeing him on a regular basis, it's really hard for me to give you an opinion um, based on what I see statistically. Like you say, it's okay. So you look at box scores and you look at what's going on, and, and he's in and around, you know, double digits with goals, and he should be because he plays in every facet of the game. So as the season progresses, and there's certain situations that arise because of injury and uh, and need, and his name isn't in the mix, then you start to think, well. He needs more time. So I think the safe answer is that he's getting everything he needs this year at the American Hockey League level, which he wasn't able to do last year. This is the first time he's been able to be with one team at the pro level, play in every facet of the game, and learn, for better or for worse. Uh, they lost last night. He didn't have a point. Um, you know, so he'll take his lumps, too. That's a good league, as you know. So um, I think that's where it is. Um, they want to make sure they give him every opportunity to do it all there. 
and then be ready when the time is right. Uh, last year wasn't fair to him, wasn't fair to the team. Uh, There's a lot of confusion as to where he should play, and everybody had an opinion about this. And it really clouded the kid, and I think it was it was tough for him. He had a good playoff, but he wasn't a he wasn't a go-to guy in the Calder Cup playoffs, and they went all the way to the final, lost in Game Seven. So uh, that's where it is. But he's still, as you know, very young, and uh, we'll just see where it goes from here. John, uh, we look forward to seeing you at the ring tonight. Have a great call. Appreciate your time. All right. Thanks, Jason. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.